Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 317. How is it that the year that I worked the least, the year that I spent more time with my daughter in my lap than my laptop became my biggest year yet? As I look back on this full year as a mom and a CEO, the fears I had about motherhood changing my business seem almost silly. I mean, you guys, I had an entire episode about reasons why I was afraid to become a mom. My business, it did change. Like the way I work and prioritize my time changed too, but not exactly in the ways that I feared or expected. Now, you might have heard me reference the Mom Club a time or two this year. And really, it's just an insanely long text thread with two of my friends, Ashlyn Carter and Sarah Adler. You might recognize their names because they have both been on this show before. And we all connected in my mastermind last year at navigating a year of pregnancies together. We started a text thread as we neared our due dates, and it's been an honest lifeline this past year as we've navigated this new season of life with babies all being born one week apart. We send voice notes every single week to check in, talk about the struggles and the triumphs, chat business, and really just connect. We call them our mini podcasts because we all tend to be a bit long-winded. We were talking about our business the other day, and it turns out that we all experienced our best business year yet. In the same year that we were navigating sleep cycles and nursing and baby's first cold, we also experienced our best year in business. This episode is like a peek into my group chat with these women. I wanted to have them on the show together to talk about motherhood and business, and we kind of analyze ourselves and how we've adapted and shifted and let go of things this year to welcome in a new season of our lives and businesses. I only wish I had had an episode like this when I was navigating the fear of becoming a mom. Now, I want to caveat this whole thing and remind you that we had quite a journey into motherhood. I mean, my journey took us three years and we had two miscarriages and losses. And so I just want for you to protect your heart. If you're in a season of yearning or waiting or things aren't panning out exactly as you planned, this might be an episode that you skip. But if you are sitting here and you have questions or you wonder what being a mom and running a business really looks like, or you are sitting in the same spot that we were filled with fear about what it's really going to look like, then I hope that you listen to this episode fully. It's one of my favorite conversations yet. And I am so excited to introduce you to the Mom Club. 
You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Gold Digger. HelloFresh shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Get nine free meals with HelloFresh. Just head to HelloFresh.com slash Gold Digger and the number nine and use the code Gold Digger 9. Thanks to Rothy's for supporting Gold Digger. Rothy's are the everyday flats for life on the go. They're stylish and versatile, and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. Rothy's always come with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. Go get yourself a pair today with free shipping at rothys.com, promo code Gold Digger. All right, this is the mom club. And what I think is hilarious about this conversation that is about to happen is that I had to delay it 15 minutes so that I could nurse my baby and put her down for her nap, which is exactly what this entire year has been. So welcome, Ashlyn and Sarah to the podcast again. Welcome back. (laughs) It's so fun to be here. (laughs) So Everyone knows, and I've actually referenced the mom club in different blog posts and podcast episodes this year, but essentially we all started talking. I mean, we've talked for years, but we came together as three women who were about to be moms and who were entrepreneurs. And we just started a text thread that then got named the mom club, which in fact has become our podcast episodes for the year because we cannot listen to anything over like two minutes. I think we found our threshold. So first, let's just start off and Sarah kind of walk us through just a short version of what this year has looked like introduce us to your little boy and kind of give us a glance at what life has been like in this past year yeah I'd love to so so I own a business called simply real health and I help busy women in all different seasons and all different rhythms in their life figure out how to live more intentionally so eating real food keeping it simple five ingredients or less 20 minutes or less And this year, baby Noah was born (laughs) in December. And I, you know, was just so curious as to like how things were going to actually play out. I think I had a lot of fears, which I think all of us, all three of us did before becoming a mom, especially because we just love our work so much. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a really... I would say like a huge year of growth and so many just like surprises and delights along the way too. So it's been all of those things, all of those things at once. (laughs) And you also birthed another baby this year, which is? Yes, which is my second cookbook. I know, I know. It's so funny. People always say the analogy of like a book is like a baby. And now that I've done both, I'm like, yep, it's pretty much true. Like there's definitely a strong analogy there for a reason. So yeah, my second cookbook comes out November... 2019. So it's going to be out like soon and we'll probably be out when you guys are listening to this. So throughout the process of, you know, 
(laughs) being pregnant, being really sick when I was pregnant, like for almost six months at a time, I was right smack in the middle of cookbook production. And so that process alongside of becoming a mom for the first time and becoming a book mom for the second time, there's been a lot going on over here. (laughs) I just like blacked out and totally forgot about how you were so sick. So sick. Oh my gosh. What a year. Okay, Ash, give us a little synopsis of you and your sweet baby boy. Clearly, based on Sarah's intro, I do not bring the same sort of skill set to the mom club text thread in that I cannot tell anybody what they should put in their child's body. But I um, (laughs) love our crew all the same. I have a business called Ashland Writes, and I'm a copywriter and brand strategist for creative entrepreneurs. So I come alongside people and help them make more money with their words and Actually, you two both this year were clients that just hit me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I know we'll get into like our kind of our stories and it's just so beautiful how all three are knit together and that we had very different approaches and like journeys through pregnancy and everything. But all that to say, Tao got here within six days of the same time that y'all had your babies. And that was December, 2018. His name's John Talmadge. We could just call him Tao and he is... God, the cutest and the happiest kid. Like that's what I'm praying that that little happy disposition just sticks because it's, I mean, I I look forward every day to getting off work and going to grab him. (laughs) It's kind of crazy because when I think back to about a year ago, exactly. Ashlyn was giving us all the 411. She went in labor and we had our text thread going because we were talking about all of the weird things that happen to your body before you go into labor and placing bets on who would go first. <laughs> and Ashlyn had the baby first. And so we were asking her every question under the sun. So our text thread, if people could read it, I mean, I, we should get it transcribed. It and it I would be horrified if, if it was transcribed. <laughs> what start? Like, did we see? started before labor yep. yeah oh yeah oh okay. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so we started it yeah. and Never. it was just because we were all due around the same time and we were all kind of navigating similar things and it's just been insane because I feel like literally every day I think I reference the quote mom club and it sounds so mm-hmm. exclusive but really if you can find any women that yes. are going through a similar phase of life whether it's child rearing days or not but it's been like a lifeline over the last yes. year and just having people that are at the same phase of the journey because I was thinking about it a lot and I'm like it wouldn't work with somebody that's further along than me because I would always feel like the dumb one or the one that should know these things with a bad mom that I don't know all the answers. And so it's kind of been just serendipitous how we connected in the mastermind, navigated pregnancy, and now we've navigated mom life. So I have my first question for you. Sarah, you can answer first. Okay. So I know that we all shared a lot of fears and I think we'll probably all say amen to the things you're about to say, but walk me through some of the fears that you had about becoming a mom and then what like actually came from those fears or what came true when you did have Noah. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I had so many fears, like almost to the point where I feel like I kept pushing like pregnancy and pushing out the conversation of having a family, even though that's something that I wanted so 
so much. It just always felt like not quite the right time because I had so many of these fears. So like even in the process of thinking about getting pregnant, I had to kind of sit down with myself and say, okay, what are my actual fears? Like writing them down and then taking a second look like, okay, what can I either do about that to make it better or prevent it? Or is this something that's not actually a real fear? You know, like I'm just sort of making it a bigger deal than it really is. So for me, like, because my business is all about like eating well and taking care of yourself, and as a coach too, when I'm coaching people, like so much of what I felt like was my juice and my special thing was that I got all of my ideas for work, all of my energy for work, all of the clarity from the acts of taking care of myself. So like working out every day and like eating really well and having time to prepare food and meals. Like I felt like that was part of my secret sauce for creating the types of content and for helping people in the ways that I do. So I was really, really scared for not having time for my own self-care and what that would do to my talent almost like for work. I really thought that was like such a thing that was hugely connected. And then the second thing for me was just freedom. Like the one of the reasons why I started a business in the first place is that I want more freedom in my life. So like freedom of schedule, freedom of like traveling, freedom of what you know I get to do, what I want to do with my time. That's one of the perks. And one of the reasons why I'm such a good entrepreneur is like that is so motivating to me. And so I was just terrified that having a baby from what I had heard, I'm the last one of my friends to have kids. And so I had all of these, I almost was carrying other people's stories with me and like having that as like a burden of like, Oh, everyone says this and everyone says that. And ultimately I kind of came to this place of like, you know, those are other people's experiences and I can create the way that I want this to be, you know, like there's probably a million other solutions. If there's things I'm scared of, like freedom, okay, what ways could I ensure that I still get some of those things? And like, you figure it out. I think one thing I've been the most surprised, and I know we'll talk more about this, but one of the things that I've been the most surprised (laughs) by this year is like, like, oh, running a business has actually taught me so much about like made the transition to motherhood so much easier because when you're used to running a business you're used to coming up with like all of your own fears and your own limiting beliefs and your own blocks like being an entrepreneur is just about getting over all those things all the time (laughs) you know so I feel like that skill was something that just totally helped and nobody really told me that and I feel like nobody talks about that part of it so those were two things for me the self-care and the and the freedom and then being able to like okay (laughs) What can I do about these things are actually solvable. Yes. Ashlyn, what were your fears? Because you come from a different background, too, with body image and, and so many other other layers to the story. Yeah. So my background, I've shared it in some capacities online, but I recovered from an eating disorder. I went into partial hospitalization in 2015. And so we like started, that was the first year of my marriage, too. So we started out like climbing the uphill battle. It was really, it was a hard first year of marriage. And so we just got into this really sweet spot with our marriage and really enjoying it. And my business was going well. It had just gotten started the same year that I recovered. It was a big year, 2016. So <laughs> coming out of that, I just was, I was so afraid to like bring something else into the mix and like shake up this sweet spot that we had. So that was part of my fears. And I think I had this inaccurate picture in my mind that I wanted my business like spinning like a top before we had kids. I don't know what that meant or uh, is that ever going to happen? No, but 
in my mind, it was just going to be like all the funnels, all the systems up, like everything just clicking along and I could walk away from it. And while we'll get into it, and that totally happened in some capacities, but I don't know what I was looking for this, like, I don't know, like this utopian moment in my business where I'm like, yes, now I'm ready to have a baby. And so I think like between those two expectations that I had for myself, those were kind of the things that were holding me back from getting started, starting a family. I knew I love, I know you've had Nancy Ray on the podcast before. And I remember asking her some of these fears at a conference I was speaking at. And she kind of said, she was like, you know, I was similar. I knew I wanted grandkids one day. Like I, I pictured myself with this big family and grandkids. And then I realized the common denominator, like the thing that needed to happen between then and now is like, well, then you're going to have to have kids. Like you need to figure this out. And that's kind of the position that like, I knew I wanted to be a mom, but I don't think I'd ever like pictured how and when it would happen. So that's the place that I found myself in and kind of the fears that were playing in tapes in my mind. Mm, I love that. And I think there's also this fear of like, I'm at the peak of my career. Am I going to like shorten my success? Or like, I felt like I was like, yeah, like I felt like I was like just getting my stride. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like, what am I thinking? Like, I didn't want people to look at me and be like, oh, she could have been something great, but then <laughs> yeah. she had a baby. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh, it's so true, Jenna. Yeah, it's, yeah so true. it's so funny. And it's like, so interesting too, because I feel like a lot of the fears, I think one of my most irrational fears looking back was that I would have a child and I would look back at all of the hours and the amount of work that I had done and realize how insignificant it mm. was. Like I wasn't prepared for the work that I had put my like life's work yeah. into to feel insignificant to a child. And I knew that that could happen. And it's actually funny because that didn't happen. It almost gave my work more purpose. Yep. But anyways, we'll talk about that. So we all had kind of different like transitional periods. We actually all had similar ish births and birth stories. Yeah. But then we kind of navigated out of that postpartum season in different ways. And so I want to first just talk about like, what was your biggest struggle this year as a working mom? And don't worry, we'll get to the good stuff. But what was something that you just couldn't have been prepared for or that caught you off guard? Sarah, what was yours? Yeah, so for me, I kind of have this great setup where my mom has been like helping mostly with childcare. And I think especially the timing with the cookbook. So I basically had my deadline to submit everything for the book was a week before Noah was born. And so <laughs> then about four weeks postpartum, I got the call that it was time to go into the rounds of editing. And I really wasn't I was planning to take like two or three months off as like my, you know, quote unquote, maternity leave. But I had already signed this contract and I like didn't want to push the publication out any further than it already was. And so my mom kind of came flying into the rescue of like helping and coming over multiple days a week, if not every day, so that I could like sit and edit, you know, for one hour chunks at a time, two hour chunks at a time. And that has been like the biggest blessing of my life. I also think like in that same sentence that 
The biggest struggle for me, I think, has just been like in working from home, the transitions between like, I almost feel like I have two lives sometimes. Like I'm sitting at my computer, I'm running a team, I'm running a business, I'm executing things. I'm like managing all these components, like to the cookbook, to my business, to running programs, like doing all these things. And I'm kind of in, you know, you guys know, I'm like way more into the woo-woo, but like I'm in my masculine energy, which is like driven and efficient and like, you know, just getting things done. And then in one hot second to be like, okay, the baby's crying. All right, it's time to nurse. And then being like, okay, and like soft and sweet and really truly pleasant in that moment. (laughs) Yes. And like, and so it's like so many switching of hats. And and I think just I'm used to that in some essences because that's part of being an entrepreneur, like switching back and forth, especially when you work from home of like work mode. Okay, to now you're in your you know, wife mode or relationship mode. And like, you have to be able to tap back and forth. But I think becoming a mom, like the tapping back and forth was multiple times a day, like more than ever. And I just was wanting to be so present in both that I found myself having to do that without any transition time in the middle. And I was used to that sort of transition time, like, okay, now we're going into this mode. Now we're going into this mode, or I'd have bigger chunks of the day. And so that for me is just kind of like, I never knew really how to expect that, I guess. And it has been hard because I put a lot of pressure on myself, I guess, to be really present no matter where I am and wanting to give it my all no matter what I'm doing. And so, yeah, that part has just been like interesting. And I'm still figuring it out, to be honest. I think nursing and I know, Jenna, like we have talked about this before, nursing is like the coolest thing. It took me a long time to be able to do it. And I had issues with like milk supply and all the stuff coming in. And I want to do it. But then it's also like this thing that it makes the schedule so choppy and your time is always divided and you are needed really to do it and make it happen. Yeah. And I think, you know what I think is interesting when you're saying that people kind of freak you out because I have felt when you're talking about like this desire to be present, I feel that so strongly, but it's also not always possible. And I think people freak you out because they say, oh my gosh, it goes by so fast. It goes by so fast. And I will find myself in moments where I'm like, am I being present enough? Am I looking at every individual eyelash? Do I see her sweet little birthmark? (laughs) Like, am I so, you know, like where it's almost like you're like freaked out. Like, am I being present enough? And it's like, honestly, yeah. guys, like Conley only feeds on one side now, probably because I've had to be on my phone still working <laughs> while I'm feeding her. And yeah. I have a boob. And it's real. And it's like, it's not a proud thing because I always envisioned me nursing and like just staring at my baby and being so in love. And I'm like, that is my reality when I'm not working. But when she's crying at 1 p.m. and I have a team on Slack messaging me and I need to get back to them, guess what? I am on my phone and I'm not fully present. And that's just the reality of it, too. Yep. You know? Yes. True. I can't believe so I told true. the internet I have a super boob. It's real. No, that's the, that <laughs> freaky out thing. Has anybody said to go? And it, I appreciate it because I need to be told this, but things like, don't forget that last time, you know, that last bedtime story you read or that last, like, you know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden. Oh my God. Yeah, so it's like soaking every yes. moment. So like, like sometimes geez. my brain can't do it. I was going to say sometimes I get like anxious yeah. about being anxious about missing the moment. So yeah, mm-hmm. I totally get what you're saying. <sighs> Me too. <laughs> That's so funny. We've never talked about that, but that's like, yeah, that's so true. Ashlyn, what has been your biggest struggle? Yeah. Yeah. So it's so, I mean, clearly it's an entrepreneur thing because a lot of what Sarah's saying, 
echoes for me. But so my, and it feels weird to share like a conception story online, but here we go, LOL. So Tao, I think like my heart had just come around to the idea of having kids. Like I was just... I had a friend and she, when she told me that she was pregnant and my first reaction was, wow, I'm glad that's not me. I knew like inside that was my reaction. I knew that like my heart was a little hardened and needed some prayer. And so I asked a couple of friends and my mom to like, at least start like what desires a family. I desire a family, like something needs to kind of change in me. So right about the time, like I had just come around to the idea, like, okay, let's try and one and done. Like that time we got pregnant. And so a lot of my pregnancy was wrestling with like, Lord, this was not like, this is not my plan. This is going way too fast. It's a moss balls rolling down a hill. So a lot of my pregnancy, I feel like moms have all their different ways that they nest. A lot of the ways that I nested was in preparing a business. Like that nursery was not set up like head to toe, ready to go the day that Tao was delivered. But my business was ready because I knew that I wanted to walk away from three months to be with him. And so like that was... Like I kind of went careening into this like maternity leave. But so like some of my expectations or like struggles at first were just like Sarah said, I don't think I quite realized how slow of a processor I am and like how much time I require to just like think and read and need white space to journal and pray. And like all of a sudden being a mom and it's your time splits and it splits beautifully, but all the same, it splits. You don't have these same rhythms that you have that like, Sarah, I love how you said like, that's your secret sauce. And again, we've never talked about this, but like, I think I thought some of my secret sauce comes from my ability to like create these rhythms and like move through them. And that's kind of how I can fuel my business because I'm pouring into myself as a well, and then I can pour out to my clients and customers and community. So that was the biggest struggle. I think at first was realizing like, okay, Ashlyn, you don't get these two and a half hours every single morning to yourself now. Like this is, this looks a little bit different now. So some of that lack of autonomy was definitely the biggest struggle coming out of the gate. Yeah. I think mine is like a mix of year two where I think... One, I like went in, I'm such an all or nothing person. And so I was like, dead set on having three months off. And then I had Conley and she slept all the time. And I was so bored. And I was like, wait, like, I want to take my maternity leave when she's like awake more, which we ended up kind of shifting things. But it was so funny, because I feel like when you're pregnant, it's like this rush to the finish line. And then you get there and it's like, okay, now what? And like, when have we ever been idle or still? in the years of growing a business. And so I felt like I put this like unnecessary pressure on myself to like be offline, be present. And it's like your child sleeps 20 hours a day. Like, I am so glad that we took our trip when she was a few months old. And I was more present then than I was during my quote maternity leave. And so that was like super interesting to me about that part where I'm like, Honestly, the first few months while you're sleep deprived, I actually had more time on my hands than I feel like I do right now with an 11 month old. I'm like, I could use a maternity leave right now. But that was interesting. I think the hardest thing for me this year was figuring out like a schedule and a flow and like one that honored my desire to nurse her, but also didn't make that like a foothold of like an excuse of like why I can't get things done. And it's just like, 
I think the flow thing for all of us has just been so different because I look back and I'm like, what did I do with my time? I had so much time before, like I had 10 hours a day. What did I do? Because now you give me like an hour and I'm like dead set to take over the world with that. So efficiency has definitely increased over here. Yep. It definitely pushed my decisiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I can make a decision a lot faster now. Yeah. So let's, now that we've shared the struggle, let's talk about our triumphs because Sarah made us realize the other day where she was like, wait a minute, like you guys, we all had our biggest year yet, which is saying a lot because (laughs) year after year, we've grown our businesses and to see that we have, you know, taken leaves, we've taken sabbaticals, we've taken trips, we've taken time away, we've hired, we've done all these things. So I want to know what has been your greatest triumph this year as a working mom? Oh, Ashlyn, you want to go first? Thanks, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I think you just said it. Like, I think the fact that I took a three month leave and a month sabbatical all paid, but also walked away from my business and still had our biggest revenue year yet, or at least, I mean, while we're recording this, we're on track to, I, I mean, that's, it's crazy to me. It doesn't add up on paper, but I think it's because exactly what you said, Jenna, like, it's just, it's pushed me to be like, I make decisions faster. I've like, I've hired more this year. I just, you get to a point where you're like, okay, it like, I think it's like your mama bear instincts come out where it's like to protect the cub and to protect the den. I'm like, like teeth out, let's go. So when I'm on, I'm on. And then, cause I want to go, when I'm off, I want to go hang out with Tal and I don't want Instagram anywhere near my time with him sometimes when I'm just like watching him discover a dog for the first time, you know? So I think that there's something to the, the on and off switch, I think just ramped up and that's what helped those numbers roll out like they did. Yeah. Sarah, what do you think helped you have your best year yet? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot of the same. It's just like the efficiency piece of like, I'm no longer doing things that are sort of like halfway fun or halfway, they kind of make some money. I'm just like all about like, is this efficient? Is it effective? Do I love doing it? If it doesn't meet those three things, it's out. And like, no questions asked, moving on. I don't have time to even like you know, him and ha anymore over those things. So I think that's actually helped. So everything I am doing is so intentional and so focused. And so like my no game has never been more strong. And I think that that is like, in a nutshell, just describes everything. And it just goes to show like, it doesn't like your effort is not always directly correlated to the output. Like Mm -hmm. it's truly about, it's like, what things actually help move the needle forward or bring you joy. And if they don't fall into those two things, then like, there's no point. Like your time just becomes so much more valuable. You know, Jenna, you talk about that all the time, but it's true. It sounds like kind of contrived and a little bit trite, but like, it's true. Like when you're a mom, you just, there's no room for any of the stuff that like, you just have so much little patience yes. <laughs> for, yeah. things that, for things that like don't matter. 
Okay, more with the mom club in just a minute, but I'm pausing right here because I have to share a mom hack that I totally love. I've teamed up with HelloFresh. Now for a limited time, you can get nine free meals with HelloFresh. Just head to hellofresh.com slash golddigger9 and use the code golddigger and the number nine. They have step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients. You'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Truth be told, Drew does most of the cooking in our household, but I love watching him whip up creamy chive salmon and pork carnitas tacos and steak bowls and so much more. You can easily change your delivery days, your food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need. And maybe you don't need a meal over the holiday, but you really don't want to think about grocery shopping and meal prep in the days following. You can just skip one delivery day and then get back on schedule. It's not a big deal. Break out of your dinner up with 20 plus seasonal chef curated recipes every single week. There is literally something for everyone from family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Craft Burgers. So if you need a mom or a dad hack to get dinner on the table without actually grocery shopping or scouring the internet for recipe ideas, try HelloFresh. To get nine free meals with HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash golddigger and the number nine and use the code golddigger9. Look at your front door right now. I bet you have your favorite most worn pair of shoes sitting right next to it. Which pair of shoes is your go-to that you always have sitting in the entryway ready for running out the door in a hurry? Next to my cozy snow boots, because I live in Minnesota after all, are my Rothy's. My slip-on sneakers from Rothy's are easily my most comfortable shoes, and they go with pretty much everything. I always wear them when I travel, with a pair of leggings, or if I'm getting real fancy, a pair of high-waisted jeans. And what's so unique about Rothy's is that they're made from recycled water bottles. By making their shoes using repurposed plastic water bottles, Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. If you need a comfy but stylish pair of flats to wear to the endless holiday parties you're about to attend at your in-laws and everywhere else, these all-in-one washable shoes are perfect for the hustle and the bustle of the holiday season. Pick your color and style. There are tons of options and look for the holiday colorway launches coming out this season because I have a feeling those are going to sell out really quick. They're super giftable too. Just a sneak peek at your BFF shoe size the next time she's over for wine night and she'll be thanking you for her new pair of Rothy's. Check out all of the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash golddigger. Go to R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash golddigger to get your new favorite flats in time for the holidays. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash golddigger today. Oh, I do that all the time to Drew. He'll be like, hey, I listen to this podcast and I'm like, honey, I cannot handle any extraneous information right now. Like, I love you, but I'm sorry. (laughs) I was thinking about this question because I wrote it, (laughs) but I was thinking about this question because... I honestly think, and I hope that people are listening to this, whether they're a mom or not, I think it was by far my best year yet because I left margin and I blacked out this year. I fiercely protected every minute of my time in a way that I have never done. And I said no to all of these shiny things. And it's insane to me because anything you've seen me do over the last 365 days is because I want to do it, not because I have to do it. And I think that that passion and like deciphering like 
do I have the bandwidth to do an affiliate launch? Or does it feel good to put this out there? Do I want to sit down and record these or whatever that is? And it's crazy because I have never been so head down in my own business. Like we have turned down like interviews and like all these things were like in a past life, I would have been like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But I've turned down so much because I have to be so devoted to my mission and my business and say no to anything that isn't supporting that. And it's almost just like affirmed, like we know what we need to do. And like, there's so many distracting, beautiful invitations that come to us that we're so prone to say yes, because we're people pleasers. But I think having a kid actually like transformed me to be like, is this aligned with my mission? And is this moving my needle forward first so that I can continue that mission? And if it's not, then it's a no. And so it's like wild to look that we've all kind of worked part time in a sense this year, but we've also like oh, yeah. yielded greater <laughs> results than ever before, which is crazy. Yeah. I think it changes the energy too. Cause if you're only doing stuff that you're excited about, yeah. like then naturally the results are going to be so much bigger because you love yeah. it and you mm-hmm. care about it and people can tell. And it's just like, I think that's probably why it doesn't maybe add up on paper. Cause there is that sort of like magic component yeah. that is involved. Okay. I have a question. Well, I was going to say, is it like in related to this, has it changed the way either of you approach like the long game? I think now that mm-hmm. I've had a kid, yeah. I'm like, okay, I think like even, and I've heard it said before that you walk into your own advice and I feel like I'm constantly doing that. But like even the hustle mentality of me a year ago now, like time is just a little slower. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll do that, but I'll do that one day or I'll do it like on my time when Mm -hmm. I want to do that opportunity, just not now because I'm trying to protect, I don't know. But I think like the way I look at playing the long game has changed a little. Oh, I think I've shifted from an Enneagram three. I think I'm still an achiever, but I think I'm shifting more towards a seven, which the ultimate desire of a seven is freedom. And it's interesting because I think I went through seasons of wanting to be seen and known and feel important. And I feel like having Conley has actually made me become a little bit more private and protected. And Mm -hmm. I want anonymity a little bit more. And I want to like be in the woods in our lake house house with 20 acres of land, like separating us from the world and like protect this little bubble. (laughs) And so it's been super interesting to me to watch just myself change as I think about like, one, like, how do I want to raise her? But also two, like, what do I want to share of her with the world? And like, very much like getting very deep in analyzing like that, because it's just so hard to navigate, especially like, online and like how we share our children's lives. And so I've definitely went from like, I want to be seen and I want to be known and I want to be important to like, I want to like make an impact, but I also want to like protect the sacredness of what's happening between like the four walls of our home, which is interesting. interesting. I have felt that so much too. Like just, I, maybe it's that like the mama bear instinct, but I'm just like, no, like protecting this like sacred thing, yeah. you know, which is our family and time. And it is, it's so wild, like how that happens. And and like, I feel that way. Even I just notice, like, even on Instagram, I'm just like, I post a little bit less and yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't really care because if I am using that time to like actually be with my family and to be present and to not have my phone out, then like, then that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And how much do I really want to 
I don't know. I think there's a balance because, you know, at the same time, like I wish that other moms before me that also ran businesses, you know, that they shared stuff that I, and I didn't really have a whole lot of examples, I guess, to look at. And so it would have been nice to see like, oh, that you can do both and you can, you know, here's how rhythms of the day could work or change or switch. And so I like that part of it, but then there is that part too. That's like, but I also feel extra protective around that and time and around our, even just like privacy of like what I show in my house now. And it's just a very like interesting I don't know. I, you know how I always talk like in our text, I'd like, I call it like the portal of motherhood. Yes. Like we're just like, it has been like going through, I think that's what motherhood is, is, is what's like this total just rebirth of yourself in some ways, like parts of your personality change, like your Enneagram could change like Jenna's or you just like see things in a little bit of a different way. And that shifting is okay. Mm-hmm. And I think in the beginning, I was a little bit freaked out of it. Yeah. Like, remember when we had that time this year where we kind of like all went dark, yeah. like we were just like not talking, which was weird. Cause it was usually we've talked like every couple of days, sometimes every day. And there was a time in there where I think we all kind of like went dark. And I, when we kind of came back, I was like, you guys, we can't let this die, but I do understand because here how I've been feeling is that I have finally feel like I'm coming through this portal and like the transition into motherhood. And now I'm kind of coming out the other side. And I, in that portal, you're just figuring it out. Like, and you're kind of grappling with like, Oh, I feel differently here. Or this thing has changed or what, how do I shift this? How do I make it work? And I think we both, all three of us at the end of that, were kind of like, yeah, me too. Like we've been figuring out our babies and figuring out schedules and trying to figure out our rhythms. And like, you need to go internal too. And I think that has been just like one of the most interesting things, you know, like that it's okay. And that's a normal part of the process. You said something literally two days ago when we were all voice texting and you had said something where I totally agreed with it, where I you were like, well, I felt like like after three months, I would like feel like myself again. And then I and then I was like, well, maybe it's six months. And we're all at the year mark. And I feel like I'm finally almost like this fog is lifting. And it's not a bad fog. It's not a, like a like a heavy fog. It's like, I feel like I'm coming out and I'm like, I am a mom and I am still Jenna and I'm still a CEO. And I have desires that are my own. And I have desires as a mom. And like, it's like this like rebirth that like, as our kids have been growing in hitting these milestones of eating and teeth and walking and all these things. It's like, we've actually been growing alongside of them as well. And not that I think we'll ever go back to who we were before, because we won't. But I do feel like this fog is lifting where I'm like, okay, like, I feel like myself again more. And I feel like I'm ready to like, be more independent and like, you know, and some of that has to do with hormones and weaning and all that kind of stuff, too. But it is just like, this year transformation, you're pregnant, you give birth, you have, you know, it's just crazy. It's all crazy. Just literally a year. Yeah. 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 I really did. I thought it would be like, Oh, maternity leave. And then you kind of like, maybe don't look as much like you're pregnant anymore. And so, you know, you kind of move forward in life, but it's definitely, and then I'm like, Oh yeah, maybe it's when I'm done nursing or maybe I'm like, no, I think that would be like my advice for sure for anyone else is like, give yourself a year, like a year of just, it's okay if things don't feel totally normal or they don't feel like in the flow quite yet. Like, it's okay. Like just give yourself that year. I give the same advice when I'm like talking to other like women about 
creating a business and like give yourself a year in business, give yourself a year in motherhood. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much that happens in that first year, not only with them, but with you and that that's okay. Like giving yourself a little bit more grace around it. So along those lines, what is one thing you wish someone had told you? Ashlyn, do you have anything? Yeah. So I, okay, we've definitely shared a gazillion pictures of like baby toys and like tools and things we're finding. And I love how we all have a similar aesthetic that like we tend to go towards <laughs> things that aren't like super primary color. And like, I just remember <laughs> I had this moment, it was probably in the days when I was like, oh, like I know I want kids, but I'm not there yet. Or I was just like, I love the way my living room looks. This is so dumb. But I was like, I don't want it like taken <laughs> over with all of these primary colored toys, right? I don't know where this, I don't know. And so anyway, we were hanging out with some friends one time and the husband of my girlfriend said, you know, I realized no parent goes into this thinking like, you know what? I can't wait for my living room to be like <laughs> covered in primary color toys. Like no one does, but it's just funny how you break your own rules all the time. And you're all always like, I heard somebody else say, it's like you make a liar of yourself all this, like every day yes. in parenting. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like I wish I'd known how much I was going to start breaking my own rules when it comes to things like I will never work at night. And I, I love productivity and efficiency and like reading these books. And I mean, not to get into like male, female stuff, but some of them are written by men. And I just, I'm like, I look at my life and I'm like, no, I would rather do bath time and dinner time with Tal. And then like, if Wes is at work, I would rather hop on and work from, you know, nine to 11. And like, I break my own rules all the time. All of these things that I used to hold up as like axioms that I had to do a certain way. I just, I bend them now and it's okay. And I wish that if just if someone had told me that it would have been interesting, I guess, to see my reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? <laughs> I mean, I think I wish that somebody told me that running a business and being an entrepreneur helps you be a mom, that it doesn't have to be something that like they're literally the skills required for both are so similar. <laughs> I think I would have had like found so much peace in that, that like we're used to figuring out things. We're used to doing hard mm -hmm. things. We're used to, you know, like just making decisions on the fly and kind of like listening to our intuition a lot of times. I mean, that's what a lot of business really is at the end of the day. And I think too, the like the most important thing for me has been like that you can do this and you can do it your own way. Like it doesn't yeah. have to look like anybody else's motherhood experience and you don't have to carry everybody else's stories and fears and other like you can do you do it your way, do it the way that feels best and like create what that looks like for yourself instead of like, Oh, like, I guess this is like how it has to be. And this is so negative and poor me. So that mentality I think has been super helpful. And I wish somebody kind of like, told me that before I wouldn't have been as scared yeah. it was so funny the other day we were flying me and my mom and Conley and one Conley has more frequent flyer miles than almost most I know adults. I'm like I wish they would let us get like cards for I them. know and I'm like that you would know? be great but it is funny because my mom looked at me and she was like what has surprised you I was having this moment we were watching the Lion King and they like held up Simba and I started bawling <laughs> Oh, like, and my mom was like oh my god and then she's like what has surprised you the most about this last year and mm -hmm. I said how much I enjoy it yeah and I mm -hmm. think that I just assumed it's all gonna be so hard and that doesn't 
like remove the fact that it is hard. It, yeah. It's so hard, but I mm-hmm. enjoy it and it comes naturally. And I desire so to good. soothe yeah. her and I desire to feed her. And like, I like her interruptions are like happy interruptions. And it's funny because I was not a super maternal woman. I'm not super mm-hmm. emotional. I like didn't, I just still was on the fence. Even after our journey of trying to like have a baby, I still just like didn't know. And it's so funny how much I love it. And like, mm-hmm. it doesn't take away some of the days where I want to pull my hair out or I'm like, when is nap time? Is nap time coming? But it's like, there is this piece of us that is created to do this and like to be n- a nurturer and to be selfless. And I think it softened me in an entirely mm-hmm. new way that was so needed in my life. Yeah. And it humbled in so many ways. But yeah, it's just, I'm shocked and awed by like how much I actually just really enjoy being a mom. Jenna, that was so, I feel like I completely, I'm telling you, your brain, like mom brain is a thing. Cause I, some of this stuff, I'm like, we did talk about that, but it was like 14 months ago and I don't remember, but I yeah. remember too, like I, <laughs> nothing in me felt maternal. I was like, I did not grow up being the kid who was like, let's play house. I was like, let's play, you know, probably lemonade stand or like something that was a lot more, I don't know, school. And I think that, yeah, I was always afraid that I was just not going to be good at this. Like it was just going to be, I wasn't going to be good. And not to say that people are right in a way to tell you like, you know, I should remember when you're pregnant, I feel like or expecting or adopting people say things like, you know, get that sleep now, like get it in. And like, while that is helpful in its own sense, sometimes you don't hear a lot of the like, exciting things that are about to come around. I don't know. I don't know. You can sometimes, but so yeah, that's, that was really good. Jenna. I I think I completely didn't understand how much I was going to just treasure it. And like, sometimes I don't hate waking up at 2am because I get to go in and like cuddle and have somebody really adorable (laughs) sleep on top of my chest. And who cares that I'll be a little sleepy at work the next day. Right. Well, and we're so lucky to, like, I think we should preface all of this. Like, we are so lucky, one, that we own our businesses mm-hmm. so we can kind yes. of reprioritize and do things, have flexibility, we have help present, whether yes. it's moms or nannies. Like, all of this mm-hmm. is blanketed with, like, we are coming at this with our experiences as our own from a place of privilege. Like, we are so lucky. But, like, also, like, it, it doesn't, that doesn't mean it's easier. It doesn't take away from the hard parts. And, I just think like, holy cow, like we built these lives, like, you know, like these weren't handed to us. Like we built these year after year, building up these businesses and creating these situations that we're so lucky to have, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the best, like, I'm so glad that I did that. You know, I'm so glad that I kind of had that set up in a way, like, even though it wasn't perfect, like you're saying, Ashlyn, but yeah, it has made such a difference. Like, and we are so blessed and all three of us have these great partners and husbands too, that are, are so helpful and so supportive. I think both of the business side and of like transitioning into parenthood together, which has also been such a big and huge help this year too. But yeah, I'm so surprised by the amount of joy and how much I love it. I'm like, we always joke. I'm like, I can have four kids, like four, you want to say Like, (laughs) we're like, maybe let's get through the first year first. And you know, then we'll, then we'll see. The other day was like, um, we need to pause the conversation on having a second one. (laughs) So yeah, but it goes. Yeah. 
I am nowhere near ready, though. Like, I know we all talked about this, but I think it's something it's so interesting because it's like when you start dating, someone asks you when you're going to get engaged and then when are you going to get married, when are you going to buy a house, when are you going to all these things. And it's so funny to me because I think my vision and it's so funny that I even have a vision after our journey and knowing how uncertain things can be. But like, I feel like I was pregnant for a year. I devoted this first year to like first being a mom, second being an entrepreneur and nursing and all of that. And now I'm like, I'm ready to just like have a year to like have my body back to myself and like to like feel strong again and healthy again. And like, I am nowhere near ready to like think about like having another pregnancy because just like Sarah, I was so ill. And so I'm like, I can't imagine throwing myself back into that ring and like being down for the count again. Like that actually scares me. So mm-hmm. how are you guys feeling about like next kids and stuff? That's why I don't know. I just want to do it together again. <laughs> Can we? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Let's can we think of our cycles. <laughs> I mean, obviously there synced before so yeah I don't I feel the same way as you I'm kind of like I have had friends that are just like no just get it done you know like there's something to that and I do want them kind of close together but at the same time like I mean I feel similar to you like I got diagnosed with PCOS and it took us you know like nine or ten months of trying and then me changing so many things and tweaking and playing and like really focused on everything I could do to like amp up my fertility powers. And so I know that that journey, like it's not something I take for granted. And I know that could be a much longer road. So I don't want to wait too long. But then again, I, there is something like the book is coming out now. Like I kind of feel like I'm just getting back into myself and that feels really good. And even just like back to like workouts and just kind of reclaiming who I am now separate than just being a mom or separate than, you know, being a business owner. And so that feels so good. I kind of am just excited for some of that time and also just to savor him, like savor what he, where he's at and sort of watch that first before adding anything else. And then on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, or four kids, you know, it's fine. Like I'll figure it out, you know, even if it happens. So (laughs) I honestly like go back and forth between the two. I'm like, I could have one kid and be happy Mm -hmm. or I could have like, you know, three or four and either way we'll figure it out. But I am excited for a little bit more me again coming through. So I want to know if you ladies could give women one message, like one thing that you just wish was out there when you were pregnant or planning to get pregnant or whatever, like what is the message you want women to hear today? Mine is that you can do both. Like you can do both and be both. You can do it with joy and with presence. Like it does require having help. It does require a good community, especially of like other moms or women. It does require a good partner that's on board. It does require a lot more organization than like ever before, but that it is possible. And that the second thing too, is that a baby is like an expansion, not something that takes away from your life. It just takes everything that is there and everything that you love and just like elevates it and shifts things around a little bit, but it is so much more something that, I don't know, just expands you in every way and and lifts you kind of up into the next stage of life and the next season in this like crazy, beautiful way. That's what I wish somebody told me. And that's what I 
will continue to tell and share other women as much as I can, especially those who maybe have some some fears around it in the beginning. Yeah. What about you, Ash? Yeah. If I could um, like talk to myself two years ago. Well, first, I, I think this year has given me a completely look, different outlook on working moms. Like I just, I just had no idea. I had no idea how much they do. And I'm just, there's just a lot of people that I think I wish I had, I don't know, like just hugged more or just, I don't, I'm amazed. This year has been like, I've been slack jawed most of the year. But if I could say one thing to myself two years ago, it'd be similar to what Sarah said. It doesn't take away your mojo. It just shifts it. I think I was so afraid that it was going to slow me down or bring things to a screeching halt or something. And it doesn't, it just shifts that energy. Similar to what you were saying, Sarah, somebody told me recently, like if you have multiple kids, it's not that it like it takes away love from the second one. It just doubles it. Like it just multiplies it. And I think that the energy and like my grit and drive for business, it's, it didn't go away. It just shifted. It's just different and multiplied in a little bit different capacity now. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Jenna, what about you? I, gosh, I'm struggling on this one. And I think the message is very similar to you, Sarah, where like you can do both things and you can do them both well. And that, it's all about like integration and not balance and not trying to figure out this balance or like crack the code on balance, but like integrating, like, what does it look like to bring a baby into your life and into your business? And, you know, there's so many times this year where I had to put my foot down and say like, you know, like, guess what? Like our baby is coming to Fiji and like, we're going to figure this out, but like we will approach this with so much grace and we're just so grateful to have this experience as a family. And there's so many ways that I've like stepped into this like woman that I have always been, but that like leans into my intuition so much deeper, whether it's in mom life or business life and like listens to myself so much more like I feel like you could read every baby book and you could watch every course and you could take all of the blog posts that have ever been published. But becoming a mom has shown me that like there is this intuition in all of us, whether it's as an entrepreneur or as a mother that exists. And for so long, we've been taught that like other people know better, or there's a system for this, or there's a way to approach it. And it's like, dang, like if we had leaned into our own understanding more, I can't even imagine how that could have shifted things. But now like what a beautiful challenge to just listen to your gut and trust that you know best in all things, whether that's motherhood or entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, girls, what would we do without each other? I feel like if we were together, we would have spicy margaritas and we would (laughs) clink our glasses and we would say, one, we survived. There's no spit up in our hair right now. (laughs) I am just so proud of us. And I am so grateful for just your friendship in this year and the mini podcasts that we've sent each other through voice text throughout an entire entire year. I can't imagine navigating this year without you guys. And I just, I wish this for every woman who is about to enter motherhood. I wish it for them. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go find it if you can. Yes. <laughs> it's really been like the biggest blessing. 100%. I feel like, and it's spanned just topics of conversation have spanned everything that you could possibly 
imagine from I mean, sex everything, everything. to yeah. postpartum <laughs> to nursing yeah. to sleeping to eating everything mm-hmm. yeah. yes to business questions yes. everything yeah. before we sign off can you two just tell people where they can connect with you sarah you go first yeah i'm at simplyrealhealth.com and over at instagram at simplyrealhealth and your book is called and, and it is available is <laughs> <laughs> my book is called simply real eating it's available wherever books are sold probably most easily on amazon and you can find my first book there too it's called the simply real health cookbook amazing and ashlyn sarah's other babies i'm at <laughs> and then at ashlyn s carter on instagram amazing all cheers to that i feel like we all deserve and need a glass of wine and we have done it i love y'all yay love you love you too i mean i didn't want to stop that conversation in fact i think we could record an entire series of what we've navigated in our first year of motherhood and the beautiful thing is is that we're just getting started but the truth be told I am so grateful to have had a community of women behind me as we've navigated this new season of life together as a collective. And we kind of had a chuckle at the end because we realized that out of this last year, this was the first time we were all on the line together. I mean, mostly we just voice text and get back to each other a day or two later because guess what? Life gets really busy. But I just want to encourage you, no matter where you're at, if you're thinking about becoming a mom, if you're in the trenches of motherhood, or if you're starting your business baby and you're not quite sure what lies in the future, I hope that this encourages you today because we all had so many fears about what this would look like. And while our lives look wildly different than they did a year ago, they are filled with so much beauty and gratitude and gratefulness for what our current situations look like. I mean, how lucky are we to get to do what we love and to get to grow the families that we always dreamed about. We are so, so lucky. Let me know if you want more candid conversations like this. I mean, I've been so careful to navigate motherhood and not turn my feed into a mom blog or anything like that. But this is my new reality. And this is the life I'm navigating as a CEO these days. And so I would love to hear from you. Hop on over to Instagram at Gold Digger Podcast and let us know what you think. And if you need any resources that we mentioned today or want to link over to Ashlyn or Sarah's sites, hop on to golddiggerpodcast.com where you can access all of our show notes and information on our sponsors. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for tuning in to the mom club podcast today. Thanks for listening to the gold digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.